It tastes like the strawberry and jam. Does that make sense? It tastes like roasted strawberries? I, I guess, yeah. It tastes like jam flavored soda. Is that bad? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm glad that we have started this week's episode just as confused as the topic. Scream into the void, you oily bastards. Welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds. The only podcast proudly dedicated to that hot mom from the Cat in the Hat movie. Um, she's also the hot mom in Sky High. That, yeah, those are both actually similarly stylized. Yeah, they're the same lady. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Interesting. This okay. week we are taking a little intermission from Superior Spider-Man. You know, just a nice little intimate break in the halfway point. Yeah. Um, so we've decided to discuss this pinnacle of human evolution that we've stumbled into recently. One of the most wild rides I've ever blindly showed up to, you know? It was not the evening I was expecting. No, sir. (laughs) Um, we are talking about Pop Team Epic. I am your host, Terry DePola. I'm joined, as ever, by our producer, Kyle. Bob Epic Team! Yep, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe, do all the things before we get into this. Now then, how do do we talk about this ungodly entity? Kaya, I would like you to explain your first impressions using only three words. I, I've got this. Okay. This is the first time I'm reading this. What the fuck? Oh, three words, huh? What uh, are you saying that that doesn't cover? Okay, hang on a second. Crazy. What the hell? It's too many. Okay. Crazy. No clue. Yeah. All right. Cool. Brain. Owie. Now. It's starting to deteriorate. I could, I could do this all day. All right. So pop tip epic, or pop team epic, as it translates better to. Oh. Um. It was a fork. <laughs> I was like, did you forget words in there? No, no. That's just what it says on the title. Okay. Um, it, it used to be a four-panel manga series written and drawn by a guy named B- B- fuck me, what a- Bukubu Okawa. Sorry, Japanese listeners. Mm-hmm. Please feel free to contact us, though, because we do plan on coming back to Japan, you know, at some point, and a tour guide would be really lovely. Hmm. Um... This has an extra panel. That's one panel better than Garfield. I wonder how much more Garfield could do with an extra panel. Could he hate on Tuesdays as much as he hates on Mondays? That's how they fill that extra panel, is he just gets angrier at the end of every fucking book. Every single issue is just pissed off at the end. Actually, do you know, to make a you know link here, mm. this manga... Or the anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing like, the anime version. Is like when Garfield comics remove Garfield from the comic. Yeah, it's one of those weird internet rabbit hole kind of vibes, isn't that's, it? That's yeah. what this is. I know that that's not three words, but that is the best way I can explain this show. Mm. You think you know, but you don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it started as a web comic and digital thing, but it gained traction and was serialized in the Takashobo Manga Life Win website. Right. Great title. Um, and it then reached printing, getting three volumes of manga, 
three being three and four? Well, for reasons beyond me. One and two, three and four. No, it's one, two, three and four. Oh. It's it's three volumes, is what I'm saying. Hmm. Yeah. They got cancelled partway through. I guess. Um, I remember seeing one of these volumes in Japan with no context and being confused. Like, it's these two very simple cartoon girls, the main antagonists of the series. On the cover of these books, they're flipping, like, hyper-detailed birds. Yeah. Like, some very veiny, calloused, fingernaily middle fingers. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. The, the, the hands in these, like, because they keep that through the anime, it's really disgusting. Yeah, it does, Um, I want to say, like, Amazing World of Gumball-esque animation deviations. I've... It's constantly doing different shit with its visuals, but the hands usually pop up whether you want them to or not. Yeah, I don't I don't like them normally, and I don't like them realistically. Alright, so this weird, super abstract, non-secutor, non-secutor, batshit crazy four-panel comic series. Mm. Um, some absolute unit said to themselves, we could... Definitely stretch out these four small panels into 20-minute animes. Look, I have to give it to them. They tried? It's very... Like, what they've managed to achieve... Bravo. Yeah, it's... But I don't understand. Because I feel like if I was, like, a TV exec or something like that and someone came to me with this show, I would just be like, get get out. Yeah, it's... Get out. It's odd. Um, do you want to like Google some proper credits for this one? Look, it's a little bit hard for this one, for the reasoning of, um, every episode is two episodes. Uh, we will get to that. I just mean like what company like put this out and stuff. Oh, that kind of stuff. You said credits. I thought you meant like uh, the people in it. Yeah, I meant the step above that credit. <laughs> The other one. So it was published by... Do you want me to go into, like, the anime credits? No. Oh, yes. Yes, that's the one. So you want it directed by Jun Aoki? Yep. And Aoumiki? Mm-hmm. You, d- you just want me to do it because you can't read these names. Well, no, because you've obviously found them quick. You want it produced by Kotaro Sudo? Mm-hmm. Written by Junioki. Yeah. The music is by Jin. Yeah. Um, the by studio, studio called is Kamikaze Doga. Um, and it has been streamed on Crunchyroll, Digital Media Rights, Funimation, Sentai Filmworks, and Netflix. Yeah. And, you know, Japanese television. Oh, and Adult Swim, because it's part of Toonami. Yeah, um, it's... Re- it's- Produced by a place called King Records, which actually like came up a bit later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, so this is where we come in at the part where it becomes an anime. Right, so we'd seen a clip on TikTok of all places, and I googled it, finding the aeroplane menu scene. From there, I got it up on the old anime lab there, which is like a good Australian Crunchyroll. Because surprise, surprise, an international streaming service really isn't working so hard over here. It, 
It's a place that stockpiles anime. Yeah. For Australians. It's a madman affiliate. Yeah. But not the TV show. No. The company. Um, so, we immediately thought there'd been a mistake. <laughs> because the show opens with Daichi Tira saying goodbye to his parents, they are going away on vacation, and leaving him in charge while they are gone. Before leaving, his mother asks him not to give Sasogu too much grief. Daichi wonders who that is, and then we go <laughs> to the opening no, credit titles. Hang on. You have to point out the fact the animation style is like... Standard modern, idol modern TV series. Idol TV, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but it's it's like whatever the futuristic, you know, Sailor Moon is. Hatsune Miku. No, I mean like it's so Sailor Moon was produced in the nineties, so it looks like nineties quality. Uh-huh. This anime is produced in the twenty eighteen, so it's twenty eighteen quality. Yeah, but it's like, you know. It is the opening title credits for Hoshiro Girl Drop. And it's a wonderful little intro thingy. Like, it's... It's actually very engaging. I want to watch it. Yeah, and they've done a good job of it. But we're kind of looking at each other, being like, this isn't what we clicked. This isn't what we were trying to watch. But you have to... Okay, in context, we were looking through the Valentine's Day shows. Mm. And you showed me some other anime, and you were like, "This." Yeah, you one's got it really mixed popular. up with Lovers War. <laughs> yeah, and then we went on on TikTok and saw a clip. Google, you went to put the show on, and I was like, "Oh, the app has crashed, and it's clearly playing that other show." Yes. And you're like, "No, it's not." Well, because I know that isn't Love and War, whatever. The... But I know it isn't Pop Team Epic either. So we're both fucked. <laughs> So I was just sitting there like, what, 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 what happened? Yeah, it was weird. As, as Kyra and I questioned the big dog in the background at the end of the credits, the screen is ripped in twain by a small pop team girl. She bursts in sounding like, exactly like Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm. I don't think we ever got a grasp on anything after that either. We just continued um, to be lost. Her name is Popo. I know, I've got it written down. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to run through episode one here to give an example of the show, but it is a plotless beast, so it really doesn't matter. I just want people to get a feel for things. Look, it's... This thing in particular. This isn't like our usual episodes, because you can't... It's a little robot chicken. No, it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, robot chicken is a good way to put it. Hmm. Any sort of weird sketch show, but like... The one that leans more on chaos and randomness than actual jokes. <laughs> chaotic neutral. I'd say chaotic evil. It's not evil. It's not necessarily evil, but it's odd. It's closer to chaotic evil. Mm. They definitely have, like, the bat with nails and shit. Yeah. In their super adorable fucking kawaii art style, which they is do, There delightful. is a lot of pop culture Easter eggs in there. Oh, yeah, it's Reference City. Oh, yeah. Um... So, this episode one that we're going to go through after the credit sequence that was for something else. I was very upset that I didn't get to see the dog. Uh, we, you were happy when we did some research and found out there is an homage comic yeah. of Hoshiro Girl Drop. <laughs> well, look, they do actually like... It reminds intro- me of Terrence and Philip getting that one episode in South Park. The intro and outro 
are for the other show. Mm-hmm. So as you watch this show, that show progresses. Yeah, it continues on its merry way without any context or actual episode. So you get like this 30 second update on this show and like they make it so engaging that you're like, but, but what happens next? I know you find then- it engaging because it tastes like Blend S. Yeah! It's exactly up your alley. Yep. <laughs> but yep. instead you get this. Yeah, which is exactly up your alley. Is I don't even, I don't know what alley this is. This is, this is rubble at the edge of a dead city. Do you love it? Yeah, it's, I do, but it's very odd. <laughs> Alright, so we get Pippa Me and Popico. Mm-hmm. The tall one and the short one, respectively. You know, the, the Luigi Mario setup, the Balkan Skull. The, the fat and skinny kind of setup. But easily telling the difference between the two main characters without acting to actually give them personality. Yeah, I forget, I forget the actual word for it, but it's like the round one and the long one. Like um, White At- Collar and our parents' dogs. At- Atlas and... Peabody. Peabody, yeah. I do think about them a little bit because of the colour scheme. The, they're reversed colours, but yeah, totally. Look, I'm trying. Yeah. Um. So... Alright, so they pop up on the episode, these two strange little children. How do you want to describe them? Teenagers. Yeah, but they're still like little school children. They got the uniforms, the big dumb child eyes. They're middle school. Barely blinking. Middle schoolers. Yeah, but small. Smaller middle schoolers. Well, wait, no. They're very childish looking. I think that's just the animation style. Yeah. yeah. They're chibi. Oh, yeah, they're very... Um, yep, yeah, they, they are standing mild, kind of awkwardly at the start there. You good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you drawing attention to this? It's distracted. an audio podcast! <laughs> Alright, so there's a there's a weird pause of them just both standing there. And then Papa Crow starts punching Peppa Me before asking if it makes her upset. Um, she is not upset. She replies and this happens again and Papa goes to punch her for a third time but me cuts her off with I'm not it's odd <laughs> it's really odd it, no it's not odd it's jarring it's, yeah it's very jarring because we weren't sure what the show was we clicked the show we weren't sure what the show was again then that thing literally ripped in half we weren't sure what was going on one more time and then there's like a really jarring segment where one's punching the other one in the stomach <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Great. Um, now, the, Look, can the, I... the voicing here is... We have to add, mm-hmm. there's never more explanation than that. No, there's not. However, the show has a storyline. Yeah, every episode has like a main bit. But there is an overarching, because you've got like the council of evil people. There's not. The, the start and the finish have an like a connection. <laughs> But that's it. There's nothing in the middle of that. But there's no connection. (laughs) I would not call it a plot. I would call it events that take place. (laughs) This is like my life. Yeah. So the voices here are adult males. Yeah. Um, The next clip is the plain one that I mentioned. The two girls are on a plane and a stewardess is going along asking the guests if they want beef or chicken. Mm -hmm. It's pretty standard stuff. Um, She asks Popico, beef or chicken? And she flips the fuck out. <laughs> she gets these, like... She gets the full, like, pulsy vein rage things. Her eyes go really weird. And she has, like, a JoJo's Bizarre-style fist that's just pulsing with purple energy. Pippa Me restrains her and answers, Beef. 
And there's like a twinkle. And then Popica, in a different voice from a second ago, spits on the floor and proclaims in a Viking-ass voice, your life has been spared. Yeah. There's a few more incredibly short Robot Chicken-style pieces before something a little longer actually happens. Um, we meet one of the girls. Classic, really classic stereotype stuff. Um, a girl protagonist late for school. Mm-hmm. Running with the prophesized, I found the term for this, toast of tardiness. Uh-huh. You know this See? one? This is why I don't eat toast. Um, you've seen it a million times. Oh, in fact, I'm going to... Sailor Moon. Yeah, so you, you already know what I'm talking about. Oh, the yeah. running to school with the toast in their mouth. Yeah. So you think of Sailor Moon? Are there any others you think of? Um, I know for a fact card captors did it. It's not even just in anime. It happens a lot, like... It started in anime, but it's just like a thing that's spread forever now. Yeah. Look, Neon Genesis did it. Fairy Tale does it in a clip at some point. I forget where. The white head chick did it. Um, Yandere Simulator. We discussed that recently. For all those paying attention, they've added the big Resident Evil vampire costume to that game. Apparently Love is War does it. <laughs> Great. Of course it does. Um, Senran Kagura did it. Pokemon did it 20 years into the series. Mm. Ash has had the toast of tardiness. It has happened. So apparently you're just not allowed to eat toast. You're not allowed to sit and eat your toast if you're running late for school. You have to go with it. I I do. Totally unrelated. Mm. You have the toast of tardiness up. So I was going through like the list of stuff. Oh, yeah. I, by the I way, tvtropes.com is a wonderful website to dig around shit like this. Like the blue light in the sky we covered in maybe the Suicide Squad episode. I now need to know what Cat Planet Cuties is. <laughs> we may have watched an episode of that already. Look, I love Bananya. If you haven't Does Bananya fucking... Bananya, you need to watch Bananya. But now I need to know what this is too. Alright, well, Google that. I'm not Googling it. I'm reading <laughs> I'm fine. I told you it is completely off topic. Yeah. Okay. So, so Popica joins the ranks as she races to school with her tardy toast. Um, in her male adult voice, again different to every other clip, uh, she introduces herself as an average fourteen-year-old seventh grader. Um, she runs headfirst into our other fourteen-year-old seventh grader, Peepa Me, the tall brunette one. She offers a hand to help up Popico, and in another trope, the world around them changes into fancier art. The musical accompaniment rises, and the sun also rises over the two girls. We know this chance meeting will change their lives forever. It's one of those kind of moments. Mm. It almost tastes like it's about to become a watercolour before end credits, which we've seen in a million things as well. Um... Pippa Me, in the voice of a handsome male love interest, says, Hi there, what's your name? Popico gets up and complains, uh, proclaims, sorry, <laughs> I am me. Then an atom bomb wipes them into nothingness. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Alright, so that was just a dream, Kai. Popico wakes up and actually is running late. She also really does run into Pippa Me. Um, she loses a pendant when they crash into each other and Popico has it on it. Literally, a text bar pops up asking if she will return it. Um, she goes to before saying psych and then selects the no button. It's like a little video game text bar. Yeah, it's like a full text bar, like a yeah. Final Fantasy one. Um, Pippa Me then powers up and vaporizes the small cute monster of a child. Yeah. Oh no, it was also a dream. 
Now Popico is in space. Her and two adult male soldiers stand before a big airlock door, armed for an attack. The door opens up and Pippa is there. She introduces herself and says, don't shoot, the Earth is under attack. Popico shoots the two men she was with and Pippa teleports behind her, karate chops her into unconsciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, she, when she wakes up, it is like in the savannah or something. Yeah. She's sprinting out of a hut and Pippa follows along asking if she's going to kill the most popular kid in school. Uh, they then go and buy the best weapons made by the worst terrorists, and they explode, killing both of them, maybe? I mean, it makes sense. Well, they're bad terrorists. Exactly. Yeah, worst isn't bad at it. Which is funny, because that was also like a thing that popped up in the news recently for us, at the time of recording this. Look, that is the best terrorist. Because <laughs> he blew what? up all the other terrorists. I like that he showed up and said, hey guys, how do I look? Like, why are you bringing... Look, it doesn't matter. This is way off topic for the podcast. Bring your explosives to work day. That's such a bad move. Um, Next in the background of watercolor roses, Pippami asks Popico, do you like me? And her response is, I'm not going to be able to do a voice deep enough. But she goes, oh, I'm smitten. Yeah. Uh, Pippami blushes and says, I love the the way you say that. I don't know why I read it, wrote it. Wrote it down like Sal from Futurama. But there you go. Me and Kai are just staring like deers in headlights at the chaos we are bearing witness to. Then, in Arkham Asylum fashion, the feed breaks down. Yep. Um, the image fizzles out like a broken DVD. The audio clips out of life. We then cut to literally My Neighbor Totoro. Well, no. Luckily, for copyright reasons, the big cat is censored out. Yes. I love the He's just a I love the digitized sensor in that's used in this very great. Um, they're all hit by a bus. Uh, we get a, the intro scene to a Pokemon game. Popico is selecting one of the three starter Peepermees, which are very cutely designed. I think they're fun. Yeah. Um, more crashing. There's an egg thing crashing again. A clip from Berserk recreated with the girls. The absolute peak is the POV eyes opening. And Pippermy sits in the classic horse and cart and does the "Oh, you're finally awake" move. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and at which point, like in this dizzying blur of an episode, that might be one of my favorite moments. To give you the context, we're sitting here and we're like, "Yep, okay, I understand it. Nope, I don't understand it. Yep, okay, I understand it." Every time nope, we think we're it. like, it got to that point, and I think that was where we gave up. We were like, oh, yes, I see. We There's like, nothing to grab onto we're here. We're never going to understand what's happening. This anime is like you fell off the boat in that wild scene from the first Willy Wonka version. And now you're just like floating around in that tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> and anytime you think there's something you can grab onto and grasp and get yourself to safety, it washes away from you. Yeah. That's what this fucking show is to me. It's. It's a little painful at times. Yep, we get a few more crash clips, including one that just straight rips Guardians of the Galaxy. Even, like, the song. Mm. Um, The Mysterious Benefactors. The part you mentioned earlier. The Dark Council. The thing that on goes. Yeah, the thing from fucking Metalocalypse, definitely. Well, they're like... Even the castle and shit at the end. Okay, the whole screen is, like, a black thing. Mm-hmm. But you can tell where people are because there's, like neon outlines of their figure yeah they got like the nice fucking stardust leds going on yeah 
Um, yeah, they watch on and decide, let the girls have their fun for now. There is no way a silly four-panel manga can survive as a fully-fledged anime. They shall remain superior, and they've got a fidget spinner for some reason. Um, after an 8-bit cutaway, I thought it was over. Pippa Me literally says we've reached the end. Yeah. I thought I was free from this brain-melting blur of anime confusion until Bob Team Epic pop up. I hate the I fucking movie. hate them too. It's so gross. It is the ugliest shit I've they ever have seen. Faces. And I watched King Star King twice. No, while well, I was around. You didn't stay for that one. And I, I encored it myself. I, I walked in on you watching it once and I was like, no. It was the one where they were going to marry the burger bitch. I remember you being like, nah. <laughs> I put up with a lot, <laughs> I think but I no. Just left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they they make that look like fucking James Cameron directed it. Yep. They're fucking gross. <laughs> Alright. Um, they give the hungry pig a scorpion. That's what that moment is. Uh, then cuts back to Popico screaming at lightning. She then has a beer. She also gets interrogated. Uh, we jump across to a French body. He's an ongoing thing in this. A live action man with no goddamn subtitles. Yeah. He'll he's like doing some animation for the show. He'll turn around and get like interviewed about a clip we're about to see. Perhaps, entirely in French. Perhaps we don't actually know what he could just be telling us how to make French toast. Mm. Yep, in this clip, Pippa Me is a mime, and they speak in unsubtitled French. A man flips them off, and the scene ends. Ugly, ugly Bob team, Bob Epic team. Sorry, come back and do the first clip again. The Are you upset moment? Mm. Uh, only this one ends with Pippa Me becoming pickled radishes. Um, then the show actually ends, credits roll, and we see a, a clip of what'll happen next week on um, Hoshiro Girl Drop, like you said. I finally think I'm free from this brain-melting blur of anime confusion. Except for the fact you click on the screen. And we're halfway. You Kyla... What is the very strange thing that happens at the end of episodes of this show? So, well, it doesn't happen at the end of episodes of the show because you're only halfway through the it's episode. It's the end of a fucking episode. Go on. <laughs> they, they give you your wrap-up for the the idol show. Mm-hmm. Girl drop. Classic fucking girl drop and adventures. And then it starts again. Take it from the top, baby. The same episode. Yep. For the most part... Without changes. Yeah, it's identical. Some of the voicing's different. However, if it's two men in the first episode, it's two women in the second episode. And if it's two women in the first episode, it's two men in the second episode. Yeah, the voicing of the girls will just change genders. And that is the difference. And usually, like... Look, for us, the girls are very easy to pick as being like other people. Mm. Yeah. The well, men. it's a lot of guest voice actors. Look. So we're constantly like, oh, that's so weird. It's um, Kana from Fairy Tale, or we've, we've Panty found, and or Stocking. We found Makaro before. We found Natsu before. Pretty much everyone from Fairy Tale has appeared in this in some form or another. We just haven't but, caught them all yet. I know they're in there, man. That's the thing. It it really like goes to my theory that they're like, hey. You're in here. Want to read a couple extra lines for a couple extra dollars? Oh, totally. Um, but, like, 
there are some subtle changes between the first viewing and the second viewing. Yeah, there is two key differences. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, the voice dialogue, it's not necessarily ad-libbed, but there's some differences and discrepancies in between the two. Yeah. The second thing, which I feel like should be in the first one as well, but is not, French guy gets subtitles. <laughs> but you have to watch the entire first episode and most of the second half to get to his subtitles. I've ne- I have never seen French guy subtitles. French guy gets subtitles. It has never happened in my viewings. Well, I stupidly for this podcast sat down and watched both versions of every episode so far. And he is subtitled, if you're patient enough to find it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And technically I cheated because I wanted the male voices for an episode. So I, I jumped ahead. Oh, and he's subtitled in both Japanese and English. Which is neither in the, in the original clip. Wow. Also, their segment's subtitled, too. So you get to see what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, because they do, like, a little French episode. Yeah, they, they go full French. But... They're also CG in these moments, which is an odd... I don't, I don't understand why, it's just an odd thing. But, but I don't... It hurts me. Because you watch the episode, but then the episode doesn't end, but technically the episode does end, because the new episode plays, but the new episode is the same as fucking... the old episode. Every moment was like deer in headlights for us. We literally thought it was over. We were like, phew, that's over. And it just started again. We were like, what the fuck is this? What is happening? And And like, as it goes through the series, particularly the Bob Epic team animation just gets worse. Yeah, there's a... Like, originally it's I think that's their whole bit is that they're like shockingly gross looking. Yeah. Their voices stay the same though. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. There you go. This is a fun tidbit for you. It's like different studios were asked to animate. I don't think that was a studio. Sections. That might have been like a well, like goat. different people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But like, it's gross. Yeah, every bit's different. There's CGI. Um, there's that. We'll, we'll get to it in a second. But there's like that floofy stuff. There's some stop motion and shit in it. CGI, stop motion, hand drawn, standard anime animation. A couple live action segments we've seen here and there. The needlework. Yeah. Um. I also particularly like, so both Pop Team Epic have their credits, and then the fake show also has their credits. Hmm. The lyrics to the Pop Team Epic, sometimes they're just normal, sometimes they are not. Yeah. And so, like, it's a show that rewards you... For paying attention. Yeah. You'll also notice that the musical set piece that do um the pop team stuff also do the girl drop stuff mm. it's the same event it's, i just it hurts i love how much you would you would prefer girl drop i don't know if i would though it's definitely a different thing yes it's very different episode yeah um episode two that one opened with the female voices instead of the male voices. Yeah. But like not... I said, you can skip to the halfway mark if you don't like it. It um, it always keeps you guessing with what's going to happen. Mm. This second episode starts before animation starts. Yeah. They're summoned by a sorceress in a completely different show that's still in its storyboard phase. Yeah. 
Which um, they make fun of. Yeah, they're very mean. <laughs> because they're animated, like, in their style, and they're like, you guys can't even afford animation. Your face isn't even finished yet. Which is weird, because there's a clip later in the episode where they're like, let's go, let's go have a beach day. Which made me laugh, because it's a rule that every anime we've watched has to have a beach day episode around the seven episode mark. And I was like, wow, we're hitting it already, number two. Yeah. And then they're like, now let's go to... Machu Picchu or something, and Pippami's like, we can't, it's not animated yet, can't go there. It's it's like, they were picking on the other show for not being done yet, and it's just a weird callback. It's also a, a very abrasive one, where she's like, nah, can't, and then like, the clip's over, we'd give, move on to something else. Yeah. Um, yeah, that storyboard bit, like, it cuts away to the live-action voice actors complaining about how dumb the show is, and there's a ghost in the background for some fucking reason. I do like And then the girls are hiding under the couch. I like when we were watching that though, and you're like, look, look, they're zooming in on the ghost, they're zooming in on the ghost. It keeps going straight straight past this fucking ghost. ghost, And they're just like, the two girls are underneath a chair in the background, and you're like, And if you pay attention, they're not. They're added in as you zoom in. Yeah. (laughs) They they weren't there. Um, uh, A difference is like the, the dubbing voice actors are in that live action segment. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it, they're different actors depending on which version of the episode you're watching. Oh really? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it's the different guys. That's weird. It's weird. Because that's almost a callback to the second half Chowder one's like it. yeah, yeah, it does remind me a little bit of the show. I, I do really like when animated stuff like shows you the live action people. Hmm. Um, I think it's really good in kids shows for the reasoning of like it gives kids something to aspire to yeah, it makes them aware that that's even a job yeah frankly. whereas you know for adults you can be like oh man that's that such and such from such and such like, that's that fourth wall shit right there yeah <laughs> um this episode also features um you brought it up before but there's like a stop motion musical number made out of that cotton that you poke until it's nice needlework needlework that that's cool looking stuff felt, felt needling or something i think it's called yeah. Um, my personal favourite... I, don't, I of, don't have the patience to do that. I can't imagine anyone does. It's weird. It's, it's buy, very impressive. You can buy kids for it off Etsy, and I've looked at it a couple of times, and I'm just like, I, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, my personal favourite clip for this episode is the xylophone popico bit. Mm. Do you remember that one? Kind of. Where she's doing like a drum roll on an xylophone, and she starts moving down the thing, and it just keeps fucking going. And the hill starts getting steeper and steeper, and the drum roll gets faster, oh, yeah, and, faster right. and faster and faster and faster and faster. And she launches off the end. It's like a ski ramp. And you're confused as fuck. You're like, that's not even technically a joke. That was just a weird thing that happened. Then she's like soaring through the air in almost like paused slow motion, still with the little like dongs, the xylophone dong sticks. sticks in her hands. And she's staring like point blank into the camera. And it's like this, the sun behind her is twinkling and I'm like, she knows I don't know what's happening and she doesn't care. <laughs> She's like, if you, if you can't handle this, stay out of my kitchen. I actually, that's, that's one of the segments that I really like. Mm. The pop team cooking. Yeah, the cooking. Yeah, I, I do like the cooking too. There's not a lot of it in there. It's, first bit. They start to move, use it more as the series goes on. Yeah, but it's, so they never cook anything. No, it's... It, they it, introduce The segment goes for like four seconds. They can't cook shit in that time. They introduce it, get distracted immediately, usually, like, greatly upset the other chick in the cooking Yeah, because there's segment. an actual chef in those... 
not an actual chef, an anime chef is there with them. But she's done in normal anime, She does know what's animation. going on. Yeah, she looks relatively normal for what's happening. I, I don't know. There's just... There's a lot of 8-bit art in it too. Look, we are literally doing our best to explain this show. Can't be done. It's one of these things you got to experience for yourself. Yeah. Without a doubt. But um, go into it knowing that this is insane. Yeah. yeah don't, don't go into it thinking that this is an actual show. Don't think everything's going to be alright because it's not. Because it will hurt. Yeah. Your brains. Not, like, physically. Um, The male version had different actors in the haunted recording scene. I appreciate that detail. Um... There's not a huge amount of difference. <laughs> Honestly, I just thought that was one of the cooler ones I'd seen. Yeah. Um, episode three starts with the kairiest clip I've ever seen, which is the blanket one. I like blankets. Yeah, um, Popoko has to go to school, she's running late, and then her blanket, like, kind of engulfs her slowly, and she's like, no, please, i got to get to school, and as the blanket, she like, gets on her, she falls asleep. And, and, she and she's like, no, I can't go back to bed. I have to go to school. And it's like, no. Yeah. Um, the major portion of this episode is an idol documentary in which Pippa Me is the producer and Popico is a scumbag leading lady who is eventually cloned to the point of an apocalypse taking place. It's very weird, but I do like the, um, Popico, can you please stop smoking cigarettes while you're on stage? You're supposed to be like an idol. And she's like, oh yeah. And she like throws it out and immediately just has a cigar in the other hand. <laughs> just completely off in the ante straight away. Yeah. It's great. Um, she's very accommodating. That's as far as my notes get. Because this is just a little break time between our Spider-Man episodes. I wouldn't say this is a good palate cleanser though. This is more of just a if you fucking see- me up mentally. <laughs> Do you, do you know what this show is great for? Distracting me from all other reality. Because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what I'm looking at. If you have a friend come over, and you like this friend, but only mostly. You just want to say you want to see something on. fucked up? It, yeah. Because it is, it's a ride, alright? It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, what were some of your favourite segments? Over the series. So like I said, I like all the cooking segments. Yeah. Those are great. The fishing segment is good. That was very cute. Do you want Depending to... on which voice. Like, they're both cute, but the female version had, like, more lines in it for some reason. Well, that's... They say that um, when they were, like, drafting the episodes, there were particular parts of the storyboard that, like, half of them liked and half of them didn't. Well, yeah, every... And they wanted to, like... I don't know if it's the same in the Japanese original take. We watched the dub. But that's always a thing where, like, the dubbing... The voice itself has a lot of leeway. Yeah. In script changes and how it translates and this, that, and the other thing. So when they're doing it twice with two different people, you get two different versions. Interpretations. Yeah, more or less. And, like, this show is pretty good for dubbing because... They technically don't have mouths. They have the... So you you can... know the three... The anime three mouth that they're using Rick and Morty a shitload? But that's the thing. Like, it just kind of moves up and down. They don't technically say things. So, like, you don't have to line up your text with 
Oh yeah, they can get away with a lot more. Um. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to find the fishing moment as I'm scrolling around, and I've just gone past the um. What was he called? Hellshake Keanu. Yeah, because I said it was like Keanu Reeves. That f- that flip book bit. It's amazing. What the fuck? Those it's, two dudes so worked impressive. bafflingly hard on that stupid shit. It's that, really that is cool. Probably the most impressive thing I've seen this year. Yeah, it's it starts off with like these two dudes, and they're just flipping pages for drawings. It kind of reminds me of like the flip books you'd see at like a, you know, those meetings. It's a conference. Not even that. The yeah, yeah, I suppose a pitch meeting. Yeah. But as it continues, the detail and like the the strangeness keeps changing. That one clip alone, particularly if you're like an artist or something, that one clip you need to watch. Yeah. Because what they those two men are able to do with a like book of pages. Yeah, they've got like three notepads and they're just It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Like the headbanging and, like, the, the, the story Mexican wave they can and tell. shit. Yeah. The, the the drawings aren't that great, which is, it just adds to the charm. It's the execution that's insanely good. Yeah. And, like, they run around the scene because, you know, one book's got to go before the other book and, like... Some are used differently, really cool. yeah. Yeah, that was a cool moment. I liked that one. Um, do you want to touch on the ending a little bit? Or do you want to leave it for viewers to take a look at? I'm gonna look. I'm just gonna. I'll leave it at this. I will say. Do you remember when Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe went further than the other blank kills the Marvel Universe to the point where he was like smashing up Marvel Studios? Mm. They do that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's which is also very fun. There's a live action dude who I googled. He's just a voice guy. <laughs> um. Yeah, there was the original series, as you've seen it. Then there was like a special that came out a year later mm-hmm. which it was more of the same but um yeah it was fun it's just a real mind warp of a show i'm glad it didn't i wish it was longer but i don't because the only other thing i've seen similar to this is robot chicken and that outstayed its welcome like six seasons ago at this point yeah Whereas this is a nice, quick fucking adventure. See, I don't think you so, want it to be long because you want it to be like a, I want more. Come in, yeah. mess things up, and just leave. Yeah, no, it's like I want more, but you you wouldn't trust it. Uh, no, no, I don't trust it. No, and I'd hate to see it run out of ideas too, which would just be like depressing. There's a musical number in that anniversary where it's like there's not much else we can do. We've already burnt through all the voice talent in anime. Because we only use them for four seconds apiece because we're dumb. <laughs> you know, shit like that. And that's, like, that's part we, of the We don't respect that... our fans and we don't care about our haters either. We're, we're not good. It just doesn't care. <laughs> we don't know what to do with ourselves. Um, Sorry. I know that we usually would go through a voice cast, but there is literally, it, there's no way to go through the voice cast. Like I said, they were only used for like four seconds apiece. Yeah. And then doubled up every episode. Um, One of the other... I like their, I like their um design. I guess would be the word for it. Mm-hmm. 
Like, they're almost like Hello Kitty-esque in their super cute, simple style. So when they're holding, like, a gun or a bat with nails, there's just something... It, I don't know, it's like the... um. I can't remember what the thing is, but it's like the peanut butter cup thing. It's like two great tastes taste great together. Mm. You know, it's it's very cute, but it's also violent and oh, see, destructive I, I and ridiculous. If we're if we're using um, American candy to describe this, it's more sour punch kids. First, it's sour, then it's sweet. Yeah, um, it sounds like we're gonna have to cut this off. But I really liked her licking the lemon. Alright. <laughs> Please give yourself some context to that. No. You do it. No, I meant like, you need to, as the viewer, like, go and watch this so that you know where that comes from. It's it's an entire episode. Like, just just watch it. Stop listening to me talk. Um, the only other thing that we have to do is homework quickly. Okay, um, because they use a lot of weird voicing... Who would you like to see used? And okay. I've, I've, it just hit me then because I've got the Mondo art book there. Um, Kevin Conroy. Yeah. And Mark Hamill. <laughs> see, I, I did the annoying thing. I yeah. want, um, the tall one is Pippa. Yeah, Pippa me. I want Pippa me to be voiced by Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. And I want the small one. To be voiced by, um, who did I say? You haven't told me the other one yet. Jessica Simpson. Okay. Because, you know, why not? Yeah, you broke the rule of male and male, female, female. Yeah. I I enjoy doing that kind of stuff. Alright, so. We did it. Um, tune in next week for more Superior Spider-Man. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We do what we like here. Yep. Oh, yes. Okay, I've been Toby DePola, joined by our producer, Kaya Steen. Thank you to our guests, Megan Chikatilo and White Collar. Who are just hey! silent, silent, hey! uh-huh. silent protagonist, baby. Yes! We were here the whole time. This is probably <laughs> Megan's first appearance this year. Yeah, hey. I hope you liked it, everybody. Um, thanks, thanks for coming. Fall in love with us again next week. Class oh, dismissed. That was cute. It is. <laughs> I want to win with Al Pacino. Oh. And Al Pacino okay. for the voices. Oh, that'd be a good one. Who's the little Al Pacino? Danny DeVito. No, no, the little angry <laughs> Italian man. Oh, um. You know what I'm fucking talking about, Nero? Yes.